Have you ever had wolf steak? Yeah. Ooh, barbecue wolf steak. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I've been facing the struggle within with my friend of misery. I see what you did there. It's sad but true. And, um, you know, wherever I may roam, I'm of wolf and man, man. Well, you've, you tried real hard on this one, didn't you? Oh, this is, this is, black album, 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 black album. Okay, now it's just stupid. <laughs> it's been stupid. This is Man, 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 Okay, it's been stupid. Should I start now? <laughs> it's a running thing. Yes. Should I now officially start? And begin. And begin. Okay, so we've already been rolling. Welcome back, everyone, to the Metal Nerdery Podcast, located in Metal Nerdery HQ, 33rd floor, inverted Bunker Poon Studios. We have the Billion. What's up? We have the Russell. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. And we have the Wheeler. Wheeler. Okay, I feel like today's episode is going to be very polarizing. Not even. I think it's going to be kind of a, might be a game changer. I don't know if it'll be a game changer for us necessarily. I mean, we'll still be awesome as we are. This will be I mean, the one we catch the most shit and arguments on uh, the most social bitchiness. media. Yeah. It'll be the most bitchiness yeah. episode. So with that, today we're talking about the Black Album. And instantly, it's like I can hear the eye roll across the globe. Oh, jeez. Oh, well, no, no, no. Y'all, y'all, here's why I say that because I feel like, and y'all have seen this before. Like I've I've got friends that they'll like a band when they're their band, right? Like when they're small, and it's like, no nah, man, it's like I know about them and you don't, and like five other people know about them, but we want everybody to know about them, but we don't want everybody to know about them, right? That's how Metallica was. It was like. Because after Cliff died, it was like, oh, shit, what the fuck? And then Jason joined. Garage Days was killer. Justice was fucking killer. And it was like they were growing, and we all knew it. They were getting better. They were getting bigger. But well, it, they had already broken the uh, MTV cherry. Yeah, I mean, they, they popped that seal. So, I mean, it's yeah. like their popularity was only going up. And it gets to a point where it's like, okay, you can't – never mind their popularity. Their popularity exploded. We all know that. When the Black Elm came out, it – it was a game changer. Really, one kind of was the catapult. That the was video the beginning in the one video, was, and then yeah. and then when the black album came out, it was just fucking dynamic, like exploded. But yeah. even comparing it, like to, and I think we were talking about this before the show, like with Rush, like you know, Rush did Hemispheres, and Hemispheres was the most progressive, most technical, most this, most that album, and it was like, okay, we can't fucking do that anymore. We got to pull it back. Right. Metallica was kind of the same way. It's like with Justice, it's like they'd done the super progressive nine and a half minute, upwards of 10 minute songs with all these changes, you know, like a million fucking crunchy ball riffs in one song. It's like, okay, how much more progressive can you get? What are you going to do? Out Dream Theater, Dream Theater? I mean, right. now you're just being a parody. So, I mean, it's like you get to a point where you have to say, okay, let's take our strengths and see if we can kind of streamline it a little bit and maybe. I think they were trying to make something different and something heavy. Yeah. yeah. And that's what they did. Yeah. But, but, but I would think that they've maxed out where they were. And it's like they couldn't have made another justice because then people would have been like, it, yeah. you know, fans are fickle. I think yeah. we all know that. Yeah. And people need to understand that, you know, bands evolve and artists change. And that's fine. That's part of their nature. Well, I, and I, I think Metallica is so polarizing because they were that kill them all band. 
you know, and then they were that ride the lightning band and then master was kind of the, the what everybody Defining thought should moment. have been their peak, you know, and, and honestly it was, it was one of the best thrash albums of all time, but justice was fucking awesome. And it was, it was different. It was, uh, it was more prog than master, yeah. you know, a lot of parts, a lot of riffs, a lot of, uh, yeah, but they couldn't have done it again. Right. I mean, and, that would have been too much. And, um, so sorry. the black, you all right? That was an off mic burp. Sorry. Okay. So, Continue. so yeah, the black album, it was definitely a different Metallica. You know, they hired Bob rock to come in and produce what they wanted to create was one of the best heavy metal albums ever. It, they weren't worried about being a thrash band anymore. At this point, they wanted to be the biggest metal band on See, earth. And that's that's one thing that I think is kind of odd because I always thought they brought in Bob Rock more for the production muscle because if yeah. they got the idea from Doctor Feelgood, if you listen to the mix of that title track, yeah. it's heavy and thick and thundering. I thought they called in Bob Rock more from a production perspective after the incredibly awesome production on And Justice for All with no bass, right? All drums. I thought they called in Bob Rock to kind of make their sound different. I didn't necessarily realize that they called him in to broaden their artistic i think it was a combination so i I think it was a combination of of better production but they wanted somebody that had you know made grammy winning veterans yeah 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 proven grammy winner to come in and make one of the biggest rock and roll heavy metal albums of all time and i i think that's what he did i I think he totally nailed that mission yeah and um and a lot of people got pissed off about it they thought it was the you know the sellout of metallica and honestly put yourself in their shoes you know uh a lot of those bay area thrash bands only got so big right and and we Mm -hmm. still love them there is some of my favorite bands in the world and, and again, they're our bands, but right? They because weren't they, they, they weren't appealing. mainstream. They right. weren't commercially appealing. Uh, Metallica didn't want that. They wanted to conquer the world. They wanted to be the biggest. They wanted to be Iron Maiden. They but wanted, they were already you know, climbing anyway. So right. it's like they would have got there eventually. This that's just, how they got there. This just yeah. added some juice to it. I right? think that's how they got there. They're, you know, you can call them whatever you want. I call them brilliant. Uh, you they're know, artists. Yeah, I mean, that's they're artists, but they also know what they wanted, and they went after that. And you know, so well. Here's a question: Do yeah. you think that people got more upset about the fact that it was maybe not as technical or not as heavy as, say, Justice and the prior albums, or was it more because either the ballad or James is singing? Like, uh, you think it was something more petty than that? Again, no, it I think it's a combination. I, I think it's both. Yeah, uh, I think it's both. both. Too. Yeah, like both. it's an aesthetic yeah. change and kind it's of like just, a. It's you know, thinking about it now. Yeah, is thirty years later. Right. It's you know, to me, it it just seems like a. It's right. not. It's 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 definitely heavy. But it's, it's a not classic fast. metal album. Right. Yeah. Right. It's it's metal. it's metal instead of thrash. Bingo. But if I listen to it and I put the ninety one hat on. Yeah. Then yeah, it's it's heavy. It's good old fashioned heavy metal. You know or, what I mean? Or even without putting the ninety one hat on it, listening to it now, it's a fucking great album. It's a classic album. Yeah. It's one of those like, and I thought about this the other day. Like even with ACDC, Back in Black, which I know we just did it high voltage, by the way. Right. But Back in Black almost had that. Even though Bond had passed and Brian Johnson had come on, it was kind of like the essence of ACDC. Right. Because if you listen to that album, it's kind of like if ACDC put a suit on you know, like a black tie affair, 
That's the album you bring to it. Well, I know it sounds ridiculous. No, I get it. Go I for it. Let's like do it. Thank you. That's an on mic beer opening. But the black album to me was kind of like the getting all tuxedoed up, and this is the essence of Metallica because they had done all these different things here and there on the prior albums, but nobody really heard it, like the acoustic stuff and the ballady stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Fade to Black and Sanitarium, you kind of right. already had some of that. Right. So it wasn't one. like new yeah. shit one. Yeah. You know, so none of that stuff was necessarily new, but it was almost like all these other things kind of got magnified on the Black Album. Right. Yeah. But it really kind of showed all of their traits. And kind of like we were talking about with South of Heaven, you know, Slayer couldn't have done Rain and Blood 2. It'd have been like, ah, they fucking already did that. Why are they doing it sure. again? So they reinvented, and Metallica kind of did that after Justice, I think, with the Black Album. And honestly, this album came out at a time for me. Um, now, I've always been metallica super fan wearing a metallica shirt currently Boom. right but i was getting older when this album came out right when, when the early stuff was out i was middle school you know Younger. ninth grade right you know angry pissed off you know sharpened my fingernails wore slayer shirts every day <laughs> but my well I'm, my music chat you know i went from the accused and rigor mortis and sabbath and you know um the day glow abortions and all kinds of crazy shit that i listened to but i got less angry as i got older you know, kind of like Celine Dion no, and stuff like that. No, no, no. But, but listen, I mean, I'm making a point here. If, if you're listening, you know, to what goes along with your life at that moment, and I did, that's what, what music to me was always the soundtrack of your life. Right. Yeah. And it was always like, if I walked into a room, this is what I want to be playing. You know yeah. what I mean? That kind of thing. And when this came out, I was changing, you know, my music tastes were changing as well so well i got into 311 you know some red hot chili peppers at the time retracted well whatever it was you know it was uh suicidal got more funky you know and then uh infectious grooves your horizons broadened a little bit musically i went from it had to be angry and bloody and gross to i was getting into more of a, a fun maybe happier part of my life i was you know, starting to go to parties, you know. Um, so well, the transitional, whole, the whole music scene in general was, was changing. changing. It was all yeah. in flux. Yeah. yeah. It was and, definitely changing. Uh, yeah. And this album to me, when I first heard it, so many people that I hung around with were pissed, you know, and I'm like, so why were they great pissed? Album. What was their main? It beef? wasn't battery. The first song wasn't battery. Well, God you damn, know? are you going to qualify? Well, God, every album doesn't sound exactly like that right. one. But blackened. It didn't start with blackened or battery or fight fire with fire. You know what I mean? It was yeah. it was totally fucking different. You know. Well, see now, here's the thing. When I saw the video, because the video kind of came out. This was back when MTV played music and metal, and the video came out before the album. And so the video for Inner Sandman came out, and I heard it. I was like, okay, clean, soft intro. Okay, that's cool. It kind of sounds like you know, it kind of has that clean intro Metallica thing, because they'd already right. done it with fight fire with fire. They yeah. did it with you know battery. battery. You know, they didn't do it with black and ooh, nobody freaked the fuck out over that. But then they it did was it. still close. But yeah. it was like nothing about it seemed weird to me. It was like, okay, it's heavy. You know, I like the clean part. It's heavy. Like it was to me, it was legitimately, I was like, I, I kind of dig this. It's like Metallica with groove. Yeah. You know? It was groovier. It absolutely. was their groovy thing. And, and that, was, that was the 90s kind of. I expected it though. For you whatever didn't? reason, I expected this album to sound more like it did when it came out. You Why know? do you think? I don't know. I just saw 
the trajectory, I guess. I well, saw where they, they were going. Do you think they already maxed out on justice? Kind of like we've done the progressive thing. We sort can't of. do it again. Sort of. Okay. Yeah. So for you, like the streamlining. I was expect. I won't say I was expecting inner Sandman. Okay. But I was kind of, kind of expecting inner Sandman. It's hard to, hard to explain what it. See, I could hear inner Sandman as like a second track. I don't really hear it as a first track, but like with the clean intro and all that, I kind of yeah. like, oh, I can kind Lars of- is the one that kept going on about how, that song was going to be the song of the and album. And it is. Yeah. And it is still today. Well, and see, what happened was, you know, they, they took away my gum, and it was like, you know, Bob fucking bribed me. He said, Yo, look, I'll give you a gum back if we make Inner Salmon the first song. I'm like, fine, just give me fucking Trident vibes. Name one song after that one. After Inner Salmon? Not on the album. I mean, oh. name one song in history after Inner Salmon that is still a, that was written after that that is a stadium um anthem like i can't uh, like inner salmon to me was like the last big freaking stadium anthem you know that you'd hear it a- i mean it's definitely got that sound yeah i mean metallica kind of had that before but then again i mean that that's the one that and now master could- of puppets is you know they you hear that at football games <laughs> baseball games, you know but inner salmon became the crazy train or whatever at football games holy yeah. shit yeah I just had a realization. So it makes sense. It's the last big anthem. <sighs> Inner Sandman is Metallica's crazy train. Kind of. I understand everything. I understand the universe now. See, this is how my <laughs> mind works, y'all. Um, or Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. That was a big, yeah, big, big, big. Uh, I kind of feel big. like it's more like it's Guns N' Roses out to get me. But no, I'm for, with you, kind of. For Anthem, though. Oh, like, Anthem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could see that, yeah. So that. this is the anniversary. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When this they got is a aired. lot of stuff coming up with this too. They're oh, yeah. doing some pretty cool stuff. Well, when this is aired, it'll be the 30th anniversary of the release, which was August 12th, 1991. Right. Which if you go back and listen to prior episodes on multiple black album references, that date is referenced. Every fucking episode. <laughs> yes. Every fucking, except maybe like one. I don't think so. One. Ha, see, yeah. and just this reference. But yeah, they got that uh, blacklist thing coming out, which has got, a shitload of music on it and you know it's kind of cool sounding Some of the and the cool thing about that uh, every penny goes to uh um, yeah, charity charity so that's pretty cool because you know for everybody that's gonna sit there oh another fucking way from metallica to make a million dollars yeah but it's not just metallica think of the exposure it gives all those other bands think of the impact that this album let alone Ghost today, is on it. this band has had on all those other bands. Elton John. That's crazy. Corey Taylor, Miley Cyrus. Here, okay, here's here's a question without getting egotistical about metal because, well, let's be honest, we're already egotistical about metal. Everybody's egotistical. fucking awesome. About, well, no, everybody knows more about the other than the other guy. Do you metal. guys feel like Metallica is the Beatles of thrash? I do. I kind of feel like it's a fair assessment. Uh, or the Zeppelin. Or, or should we say the Beatles of metal? I was going to say metal. I wouldn't yeah. say thrash. Okay. No, that's no. fair enough. The I best guess. all-time thrash band is absolutely Slayer. Always will be. I think. Yeah. Uh, one man's opinion. So, is, do you think Slayer is the Beatles of thrash? Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're the Metallica thrash, is like the Beatles of metal. Yeah. I think that's a fair. I think that's a really good maybe the Zeppelin though, because Iron Maiden might be the Beatles of metal. Well, know. you know, Metallica was compared to Zeppelin. I Sabbath think, would be the back Beatles. in the day. Sabbath would be the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, of metal. yeah. Bingo. Yeah. Thank you for that, Billy. See, Ma- Maiden would be the Maiden of metal. That's why we have our lovely and talented producer to guide the way. Don't deny the power of Satan. Indeed. Not that guy, Billy. He actually produces it. 
So what's the... Um, Satan just inspires him. What's the beer of the day, fellas? Oh, the shit. beer of the day. Good call there, Bill. Um, well, this is our new segment. This is, <laughs> this is beer this of the is episode. This is relaxer segment. Uh, not that we're being paid a dime yet, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. We're, we're, we're working on that part. Uh, but today we are having a Taco Tuesday by Monday Night Brewery, which is right here in Mayretta, Georgia. And yeah. that's actually pronounced Marietta, yeah. Georgia. It's a Mexican lager. It's it is a, a Mexican lager. It's yeah. a great cover, like an album cover. If it's a beer, it's, it's a beer a album of tacos cover. on the can. Well, I'm Smiling. in the mood now. They, now they, I'm like street tacos and cilantro and onion bread. I'm, I'm thinking that shit's going to happen today. Like, let's. Uh, I might. Uh, I think I might have to join you. So, so it doesn't taste like a taco. No, it not does not taste. No it's, cheese. Uh, no spicy beef flavor. Um, it's actually just a crisp uh, lager, a Mexican style. I would I would compare it to a Dos Equis, uh not the amber, but the, the regular uh, the lager. Green, yeah, the great the, the lager. lager or the lager, yeah. as other people call it. I call it the scrotum. Some people call it the scrotum, but I call it the scrotum. So Monday night brewing in Marietta, Georgia. You are welcome. Here's yeah. a free plug. And thank uh, you, and uh, we'll put a hashtag out there. And if you'd like to sponsor us, you can give us a call at nine eight zero six 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 eight one eight two. Let us know what you think. If you'd like to sponsor us and give us money to promote your product and drink it on the air. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Hey, everybody, it's Papa Jimmy. Yeah. I'm happy to say the Metal Nerder is doing my Black Album tribute. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's his name. My name's Jimmy. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. What is that? Like four CDs worth? Yeah. Seven? Well, you got 53 artists doing. Fuck. Songs. Doing the album, basically. Yeah, doing their versions of these songs. And if y'all haven't seen it yet, go check out. I will tell you, I listened quality. to the Miley version of Nothing Else Matters. It's a beautiful version. It's not bad at all. Man. It's, She's, it's powerful. That, the girl can sing. It's a powerful version. If you yeah. can't, if you don't listen to that song and have some kind of reaction, then you just don't have a soul. You're a sociopath. Yeah. yeah. I think that's pretty much the end of it. Yeah. There's the old preview there. Yeah. You want to play the preview, uh, Billy? Give them a free plug on our... Yeah. Yeah, why not? Especially if it goes to charity. Yeah. It's the preview of the blacklist. Coming out September 11th. One album, 12 songs, 53 artists, unlimited possibilities. Covering their favorite songs from the black album. Seven LBs. All profits go to charity. Out September 10th. transition yeah, that's powerful I was just got Elton John playing piano oh, yeah. that's cool I dig that is this bluegrass band or something kind of or rockabilly kind of rockabilly kind of excited to hear this i'm gonna buy it on lp i love collecting vinyls i'll get it on cd mexican version that's cool or spanish i guess emo life is ours we live it our way all these words i don't just sing some of these interpretations sound really cool 
Sounds cool. You've heard them. Oh. They do that, uh, no rest for the wicked. Mm. All right. All right. So. Okay, moving on. Yeah, I think it actually goes on forever now. Yeah. It's like I, a I'm kind of excited commercial. to hear it, though, because all the different versions of the different songs that they've played that we've heard thus far sounded pretty cool. Indifferent. Yes. Very different. All right. So. August fifth 12th. studio album. Yes. Second studio album with Mr. Newstead. First one with Mr. Bob Rock on the production controls. All right, we got some facts and shit. They hardly hit. Okay, this is from Loudwire. Uh, Sorry, that's a kind of pseudo off mic burp. This is Loudwire Metallica Black Album Facts. They hardly had radio exposure prior to its release. Yeah. Well, of course not, because, I mean, they weren't really on the radio before with Justice or anything before anyway, except maybe like. 12.30 a.m., they might throw something on. College radio, like Red yeah. Engine, shit like that. So, I mean, they really didn't have any mainstream success. Yeah, as we talked about, Bob Rock was recruited because, because of, of the success. Dr. Feelgood. Yeah. yeah, you've heard the song, Dr. Feelgood. Obviously, everybody has. That I think I have. It's so got like a thunder. He's Def Leppard, right? He's the one you call, right? Yeah. <laughs> when you want drugs or whatever, relaxers. Dr. Feelgood. But the, but the mix, if you listen to that mix and the Black Album mix, eh, it's pretty close. Oh, wow. Rock had to choose between working with Metallica and Bon Jovi's Richie Sambora. Bob Rock, you made the right decision. Yes, sir. And we thank you. James Hetfield intentionally made the songs more introspective. Well, obviously. I mean, he's always been a pretty intense writer with all of his shit anyway. Like very broad and very, there's a lot of depth to the stuff that he writes. If you go back and read those lyrics, they're I very think deep. This was the first one where he started writing about. This was real personal shit. Yeah, yeah. yes, I like the quote. It just got a little e- too easy to keep writing lyrics like Justice shit. He confessed to Classic Rock. It's too easy to watch the news and write about write a fucking tune about what you saw. Uh, writing shit from within is a lot harder than practicing, or excuse me, than writing the political shit. But, you know, once it's out, it feels a lot easier to put your weight behind it, especially live. Well, there's a lot more emotion. I mean, you're you're invested in it. Right. I mean, you could bitch about stuff that's just external all day, but if there's something that's very, very personal to you, then it's going to have, obviously, a lot more impact. Right. 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 Yeah, for real. Lars had no idea who the Sandman was. I thought it was this guy that, like, snuck into one-on-one studios and stole all my fucking Trident vibes during the night. I thought it was Bob Rock. Bob Rock's the fucking Sandman. <laughs> That's the new hashtag, by the way. Bob Rock's the Sandman core. Thanks, Lars. Sorry you got so upset, but I'm glad that uh, Trident vibes has also uh, sustained you. <laughs> Nothing else matters almost wasn't included. Oh, that Really? Okay, let's read wow. this. I want to know why. Because yeah. I feel like this is the reason that most Metallica fans shit on Metallica. It was... It was what I saw the other night, I was, I was watching something about it and it was a song that Hepfield wrote and it was just, it was just his song. He wasn't right. going to, oh, so he wasn't going to, right. It was a Hepfield song. Right. Oh, okay. Right. So it was just something that he wrote for himself. Okay. You know? So Bob Rock must have somehow coaxed it out of him or something. Let's see what this reads here. Hepfield described nothing else matters as being about life on the road while on tour, missing home to Jeff Woods a few years back. The song was so personal and stylistically so different from Metallica's other songs because it was a ballad that it wasn't intended to be on the album at all. Once it was introduced to the other members of the band, they made the decision to include it. I will say this. If you listen to those lyrics to that song, I don't give a shit who you are. If you have a significant other in your life 
every word in that song is very significant. Right. And if you haven't fucked to that song, then you're not a romantic at all. Okay, moving on to the number seven. Uh-oh. It has several relations to the Gadsden flag. Okay, that sounds like... Oh, that's the whole don't tread on me, the chopped up sneaky snake thing? Yeah. Yeah, which is basically what's... Uh, say, the lyrics to the song also contain references to the American Revolution, such as liberty or death, what we so proudly hail. Not bureaucracy and trash, liberty or death. Okay, number eight. It's been over... 10 collective years on the Billboard 200? Yeah. Holy fuck, man. I did not even know that. That's amazing. Yeah. That's fucking amazing. That's up there with Dark Side of the Moon. I mean, that's... That's like epic. Yeah. That's legendary. So uh, Yeah, that's what it says right there. Classically uh, legendary. Bob Marley and the Wailers legend. Yeah, Journey's Greatest yeah. Hits. Classically legendary. Became the fourth album in history to spend over 550 weeks on the 200. Wow. That's insane. I mean, come on. Classically legendary. And that's core. a heavy metal band, by the way. Yeah. That's not a fucking pop band. Yeah, that's a band that nobody knew about until they lost the Grammy for best metal performance in 1989. <laughs> Thanks, Jethro Tull. <laughs> Grammy organization. <laughs> Sitting on a park bench. Yeah. Your finger up your asshole. <laughs> Sorry, I had to interject that. Okay, this is mentalfloss.com. 11 heavy facts about Metallica's Black Album. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, obviously okay, the songs aren't derp. as long. Yeah, the songs aren't as long as Injustice for All because their audience's Because Injustice for All had four songs on it, and they were 20 minutes long. <laughs> yeah, like Injustice for All was like Dream Theater before Dream Theater was Dream Theater, kind of, but like heavier. Oh, during the recording of this, three band members were going through divorces. Interesting. It explains why it sounds so black. Now we know. It cost a million dollars to make. Lars, oh. Jason. James and producer and Bob Hammett. Rock clashed often. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Used to call James Dr. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. Gonna say no to that Bob. Focus more on Lars drumming than Hetfield's guitar playing as rock messed with all of their approaches. Well, that's kind of the point of the producer, right? Is to kind of extract out of the artists their best work. So he's kind of got to poke the bear if you think about it. Or swat the hornet's nest with a baseball bat. Yeah, you know, whatever about, analogy works for you. Lars wanted more groove. ACDC's Back in Black was a big reference point as a rock record with the groove. I think it was more the color of the album that sold them. <laughs> I think that's where they were going for. Could be. Well, you know, it's like black is like technically all colors together. So it's like, you know, we wanted to make a record that was very socially conscious. So, you know, it's like it's like Metallica's Back in Black, really. It's what, it's what it is, you know. It's, see, that's what happened. <laughs> Molly Crew helped introduce Metallica to a lower tuning that the band never knew about. What? Yeah. Have you heard things that should not be? Yeah. Rock asked the band what the deal was with all their songs being in the key of E. Metallica believed E was the lowest note. They were unfamiliar with drop D tuning. Yeah, Rock, I'm calling bullshit. I'm sorry. I feel like yeah. major bullshit. And Rock informed them that on Motley Crue's Dr. Feelgood in 1989, the band tuned down to D. That's how Bob Rock talks. Metallica <laughs> then tuned down to D. And that's when the riff for yeah, Sad But True. Yeah, that's bullshit. bullshit. Have you heard the fucking thing that should not be? Thank you and go fuck yourself. Okay, number seven. <laughs> Hepfield was influenced by Chris Isaac's Wicked Game. I could see that. Chris Isaac's actually a great vocalist. Well, he lost his voice during the making of this. Great record. comedian, too. Yeah. Is he? Chris Isaac's hilarious. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. He was actually, I think, a stand up comedian before a singer. Believe it or not. Well, I did not. 
<laughs> I didn't know. Sorry, I was trying to work that in. <laughs> Wait, acknowledging that he had only yelled and never sang. I don't agree with that. He sang on Fade to Black. He sang on Sanitarium. Yeah. Not the same kind of singing as like yeah. Nothing Else Matters singing or Unforgiven, but he still sang. It wasn't just like, you know, keyless yelling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He wasn't doing fucking death metal. Can we agree on that? Yeah. And he did lose his voice and had to go to yeah. a vocal coach. coach. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, See again, which what, is which is likely why he is he sings or he delivers the way he does. Yeah, yeah ever, he's changed ever since this album. Yeah, and spoiler changed. alert: it's probably why he's still able to do it <gasps> thirty years on. He didn't try. Sayers, nothing else matters. Is personal for him. Yeah, that's a very per- it, again. If you don't if you don't listen to that song and be affected in some way, really. Oh, now I'm Magic Man. Ooh, I did not know that. I think the time, okay. So this is a factoid here. Enter Sandman borrowed a riff from Heart. I think the time has come to reveal where I actually got the guitar leg for the breakdown. Before the breakdown, Enter Sandman, him it teased the guitar world. It's from Magic Man by Heart, but I didn't get it from Heart's version. I got it from a cut off Ice T's Power album. I guess the track would be Personal, where he sampled it. I heard that and thought, I have to snake this. <laughs> I don't know if that's how Kirk talks, but I feel like it's a pretty close impersonation. Russell? Yeah, I'm calling bullshit on some of these. Okay. <laughs> some of this stuff just doesn't make They had their listening party at Madison Square Garden. That is true. I know that. Yeah. They even said, I think in the year and a half in life, the making of the Black Album, I think they said that it was so weird that their album played the garden before they did. Can you imagine that? Like you just finished an album in the studio and then you're going to this huge fucking arena and they're basically blasting your shit over the intercom, which is like the kind of shit you do before a show. Yeah. But like, that's the show, you know? That's, yeah. That's crazy as fuck. Ours was unimpressed when they debuted at number one. <laughs> I, some of this just sounds like shit to me. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happened. The tr- I was in a hotel room in Budapest, Hungary, when a fax came in uh, for the band's management office. The Black Album was the number one album in the United States. I was like... You think one day some fucker's going to tell you you have a number one record in America and the whole world will ejaculate? Ulrich told Rolling Stone. <laughs> I stood there in my hotel room and there was this fax that said, you're number one. And I was like, well, okay, I was just another fucker from the office. All right. That was too much. Yeah. Well, Lars needs to take a break. <clears throat> I think it's the Trident Vibes withdrawal he's going through. It's, it's too much, yeah. All right. It's too much. Yes, that August 12, 1991. They were in the studio from October, go back up, William, October 1990 to June 1991. That's a long time. Yes. Let's quantify that, shall we? The first Black Sabbath album was recorded in, what, eight hours? Right. Paranoid was maybe like a day. Master Reality, maybe, what, a week or two? Fast forward 20 years, and you've got almost a year. Yeah. It's a long yeah. time. Well you've seen when we were discussing this before the show as well, the, uh, the movies, you know, they, they had the, um, year and a half in, year the, and life. Half in the life. Yeah. yeah. Where like we were talking about the, the first part was all the recording process. Yeah. And they fought and bickered. <laughs> some of the best shit was on that with Bob, uh, Bob Rock. Yeah. That was some good. funny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You play it. <laughs> was that James or? Oh, no, yeah. It was, you want it with vocals? Go sing it. Yeah. Go I wouldn't s- ask you to do a drum roll if your arm fell off, right. buddy, pal. 
It's like, come on, just do like one verse. You know, that's all I ask. You know, I'm out of gum. Give me a fucking verse. Didn't uh, didn't they tour like like seven hundred thousand shows or something? I want to say I saw two or three, at least two shows for this tour. I saw one at Omni and one at the Lakewood. I want to say maybe two at Lakewood on this tour. I definitely saw one at Lakewood, and I definitely saw the one at the Omni. I I saw both as well. Uh, And the one at the sorry, I had that was the evening with Metallica with no opener. Yeah, that was three hours of freaking Metallica. That was pretty awesome. That was a cool show. It was yeah. weird for me because it was the first time I'd seen Metallica because you guys had already seen them like with Queensryche in the 80s and Justice Tour and all that right. stuff. And I hadn't seen them. And on that show, I was like, wow. they That was that was a worthwhile show. It was probably one of my fondest concert memories. Yeah, and that's one thing they'll always have is their live show. You know, e- Even when I went and saw them in 2017, Fucking amazing. But they're a live band. Great, dude. great. That's show. just that's their yeah. nature. They are a live band. And I'm gonna fork out the ridiculous amount of money to go see them again in uh, November. I would like to go to that show. If y'all wanna uh, buy hurts. me a ticket, I will give you <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. It's, I, will sit, I don't want to just sit with just anybody. I mean I Oh no, we're gonna get floor. We're gonna get general admission. General admission. <laughs> so should I bring my cane and walker for like oh, uh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. uh protection? Yeah. I'll just bring my gun. It'll be fine. <laughs> they can let me in with it. Sure. Don't, don't bring guns to I'll concerts. just tell it's a social anxiety support device. That's what it is. Yeah, I'll just bring it. It's so fine. there were five singles on this one. Five? There was so, five Sam Man, Sabbath True, Nothing Else Matters. Uh the I love the twelve songs. The Unforgiven. Right wherever I may roam. And wherever I may roam. Boom. Yeah. Boom. That's huge. That's pretty those are five pretty fucking powerful songs. Yeah. And the kind of cool thing about their videos is their videos weren't real like chintzy and kind of all weirdly overproduced or anything like that. They were very, very, like the album, very streamlined. When we when I was in the uh, Metallica tribute band, we did four of those. Did you? Yeah. We didn't do n- Nothing Else Matters. No, we did do Nothing Else Matters. We didn't do the other one. Is it because you don't believe in love? No, we didn't do Unforgiven just because we had too many songs from one album. uh, It's a long song, doing it? Yeah. But the the thing is, you got to hit all the main songs. The big ones. Of course, we want to play the B-sides. You you want to play the deep cuts, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but you got to hit all the main songs when you're doing a tribute thing. Wait, wait. Perfect. Perfect. That that should be redemption for all those on Mike Burp haters out there. Oh, the fucking beer right there. <laughs> all right. Composition lyrics. Yeah, I know the lyrics were very, very introspective. Yeah. Mr. Hetfield, as he is the primary lyricist. <laughs> that was one of the last CDs I recall buying that had the long box. Do you guys remember that back oh, in yeah. the day? Yeah. This big, big long box. Big of waste nothing. of cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck was that about? Yeah, where were the environmentalists with that? You know, oh, the fucking world didn't set itself on fire, did it? No, we just got. Do more you know that I got to put it? Not to go off too far off topic, Do topic but I got a paper straw the other day in a plastic wrapper. Wait, nice. what? <laughs> nice. Wait, whoa, whoa. A paper straw in a plastic wrapper? Right. I kind of feel like that's like a demon banging the nun. Like it just kind of narrows itself out, you know? Just saying. It's a joke. Sounds fucking twisted. Yeah, it's a joke. It's a joke and irony is what it is. That's why I said it. That's why Billiam is always right, except when Matthew is always right, which is not often. I think we ought to uh, get into some tunage. some, Some tunage here. I think so. Shall we do the one that started all the stadium rock tune? 
of the decade. Hell yeah. Okay, 30 years old. It still holds up. Prove me wrong. Oh, I can't prove you wrong. I know. Andre Sandman. Turn that up. Listen to the clarity. Listen to the build. Killer groove. I mean, That's it's, awesome. it's 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 groove metal. It lives forever. I mean, that It'll that ne- song could have came out two years ago. You know what I mean? It could have come out two years ago. It could it's have not come dated. out in 1983. It right. still sounds like it would have fit in any of those yeah. times. Isn't that uh, Tommy Lee snare he's playing on this album? Isn't that the it's rumor? It's definitely not Saint Anger's snare. I can tell you that. No, I, I believe know. I believe it's the snare drum from a Doctor Feelgood. It, it might. That's the story uh, I've, I've heard. I anyway. think Billiam's tentacles are already on the on the scene. Yeah. It could be because I know Bob Rock, like his whole, pardon me, burpage, his whole point. I mean, when, as when he came in as a producer, he had like all this extra stuff for them to try out. Yeah, like this was the first album where they tried all kinds of goofy, weird shit. You know, like I mean, I think James actually used a pump shotgun or something on the God that failed. I mean, as a sound <laughs> effect. I mean, just goofy, weird shit. Yeah. So I think it's kind of part of that, but it, it's very possible. He used, he might a, have. I do know he used a baritone guitar. Yeah, on, um, is that true? Yeah, yeah, that and was it gives cool. it that extra grunt too, uh, and you'll yeah. hear it. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know because that if you listen to the mix of that, I mean, even listening to it now, it actually sounds heavier somehow than I remembered. I don't yeah. know if it's just the pack, the crack of that snare, or just that groove. Because I mean, it's that's fuck. I mean, that's basically groove metal. Can we can we call it that? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's reasonable. Yeah, the definitely the next song is definitely groove metal. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, you know that song to me is too poppy. It is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. I get that it's such a big ass song because it's, it's back structured. Black. You're right. Right. It's back in right. black. It's, it's, it's back uh, in black. Yeah. Yeah. Back in black album. I mean, it's a little a little too a little too poppy for me. Yeah. Okay. But I, I like. 
uh, I like the sound. I like the sound of his voice. Yeah. You know, it's not. Um, this is when his voice really kind of came in to like what we said. He had, to, he had to take vocal coaching and stuff like that. But to me, it's really when he started sounding like being a singer head filled. Yeah. You know? And it's the sound. His balls dropped. It's the yeah. sound. It's the sound I remember. Yeah. From seeing him live all those times. Right. You know, because he had this voice. On the Justice Tour. On the Justice Tour. Yeah. He did. Right. Absolutely. All so, it is is just a more refined version of that. It's like right. that with a little bit of extra finesse. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's <clears throat> it's more punchy. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And obviously if, if for those of you out here out there who are singers, there is obviously some physical endurance required and breath work and stuff that's that you need to do to stay healthy to do singing, and that's what's probably allowed him to do this for thirty years and still do this shit at Oh, what is he in his sixties? I mean, fifty. Fifty. Okay, 55, but I mean, five, fifty-six. No, he's, I think. He's, but thirty years on, he's still he doing 60 it. Now? He's ten years older than us. So he's exactly. He's almost sixty. So he's fifty-eight. Yeah. yeah. But okay. he's still crushing this shit at stadiums right. worldwide. And thirty fucking years yeah. later. I yeah. mean, these so, guys took care of their voices. Yeah. Or it meant something to them, so they did something about it. Unlike <laughs> fucking Vince <laughs> Neil. Jesus. <laughs> Fucker yeah. couldn't sing when they check were out popular. our Facebook page. We posted <laughs> something about that. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Know oh, it is. Oh, <laughs> you should see it. Dude has one job. Right. <laughs> you should totally a fucking it millionaire. Hire a goddamn coach. Hit the gym and bro. a trainer. You know, you got one job. <laughs> fucking sing. Hire a vocal coach. Hire a trainer. It, it's the, it's the best misheard vocal lyric video it ever. It's it's awful is what it is. And it's depressing <laughs> and it's real. Oh, wait. I think it, I've seen this. What song sad. was it? Kickstart it's, My Heart. It's on our social media page. Oh, right now, my heart. Yeah. It's like, what? It's like Bob Dylan, but even worse. It's right? like Bob Dylan on Quaaludes almost. <laughs> Oh, yeah. and you know why it makes I get so pissed off of that because the dude is a fucking international rock star. Yeah, he's got everything basically right there. Everything that I always wanted to do for a living, and all he has to do is show get up, in shape, show fucking up. take a vocal coach. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's all you got to do. But I mean, Nikki Six still out there playing. Yeah, Tommy Lee's playing great. Yeah. You know, Big Mars they prop him up with a stick and he plays. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mean to make fun of Big Mars. Great guitar player. I hate that he has the disease that he has, but still, Vince Neil, all you gotta do as a front man, fucking treadmill, you get you a gotta, vocal coach. <laughs> you've got to project as a front man. I mean, it, it'd be like it'd be like, the equi- it'd be like the equivalent of going up there with like shitty amplification or something. It's like you can't do that. It's like as the front man, you got to have with a broken string. There's yeah. another one out of tune. There, right. There's another one that's worse than the one you posted. Up. Oh, really? The one where the backing tracks. Um, He's he's singing the wrong part, and the backing tracks come in. Well, he's the one to call Dr. Phil, and he's still singing the verse. <laughs> well, like a like a mismatch, like a kung fu. Yeah, but the worst part about it, it was his backing tracks, his voice coming in singing singing the chorus. Wow, he's still singing the verse. I, I read something about that where Mick Mars is like just fucking super pissed off. He's like, God damn it motherfucker like just play the backing track instead and let him lip sync to it this is well ridiculous. think about that i mean before the before covid that was uh they were 
about to do a huge tour. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're doing it now. Well, no, they weren't. It's canceled till next year because that video came out of him recently. <laughs> it blew him out of the water. Well, no, the, the one he posted was from a few years back. Okay. But he, Vince Neil went on a little Vince Neil band tour uh, just recently. Like a warm-up gig? Yeah, a warm-up type gig. And it came out. He couldn't even make it. He made it five shows. Or, excuse me, five songs into the first show. <laughs> Walked off stage, couldn't wow. sing, couldn't breathe. Yeah. Damn. I mean, they just need to get, if he can't, I mean, I hate it if he can't do it, but if he can't do it. Get the guy from the movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you, if you got to do it. Somebody. Somebody. Yeah. I mean, fuck it. Kiss did it with, you know, they substituted Ace Frehley and Peter Chris. You know, right. Bill knows all about that. So, I mean, it's like, you know, surely they could Bill's do that favorite, with Motley right. Crue. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Off of Motley Crue. Sorry. I just. Hey, how about we go down to the first song that Metallica ever tuned down for, huh? Not that they ever did on The Thing That Should Not Be, but they definitely yeah. did that Sad But True. That was an on-mic burp from Russell. In case anybody <laughs> fucking doubts me, I'm not a fucking crazy person. He burped while he was talking. I didn't, but it, I'll, I'll take the hit. I will call this groove metal. This it's, is just heavy as fuck. It's heavy. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like Thing That Should Not Be heavy. No. Not quite? No. Nice pregnant pause. Yeah, I heard that. I think originally it was a little faster. It was, and really? somebody, and it was like it was all happy sounding. Well, if you, I don't know who it was, but somebody said, hey, well, you know, slow it, slow it the fuck down, slow it the fuck down, and hmm. it, it turned it into. Bob, but it might have been. They can't help but play it faster live. I've seen them do this. Well, energy does that too. Yeah. Well, if you've ever performed yeah. live, you naturally play right. faster because right. nerves are there and, and adrenaline, and that's what it is. But. Yeah, this definitely has the swagger. thought it was like a weird slide part or something like they were just well there is over here because that adds like a really uncomfortable weirdness yeah that riff yeah i mean it just it fills the room yeah that's just heavy as Yeah, yeah. You can hear the bass. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Say what, like you said, say what you will. It's not, it's not the Metallica of old. Yeah. But I mean, it's an evolutionized Metallica. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I could see now that you said it. If you sped that up, 
it would sound kind of like on that preview of the blacklist, kind of like the, the rockabilly band that was doing this. It would almost kind of sound maybe like Russ said, too happy. Yeah. yeah. So I can, I mean, sometimes dynamics is important. We might even say that Bob Rock is a blessing. A lot of people are like, no man, Bob Rock sucks. Fleming Rasmus is the way to go, bro. It's like, no, what? No, Bob Rock's awesome. Sorry. Terry Dade. Terry Date is also awesome. And also another Terry, Terry Brown, Hail to Rush, also, also awesome. Now, okay, holier than thou. My thinking with that is analogous to like with South of Heaven. Like how, like South of Heaven started off slow, right? And it's like, okay, what the fuck? This isn't like Angel of Death. But then when it got to Silent Scream, it's like, okay, now we're kind of heading back into this is what we're used to. This that's that's kind of how holier than thou was for me. It was like it sounded bit. like Metallica, yeah. Metallica. Yeah. Yeah. This was the one that the band thought, the band Andor Rock, I believe, thought was going to be the song. Be the, the hit. Be yeah. the hit. The hit single. Except it was. Not so much. The Sand. Great song. The Sandman. The Man of the Sand. That's why we pay in the big bucks, ladies and gentlemen. just sounds like puppets, doesn't it? Kind of. Can you hear it? Yeah. Forgot about this one. It's more of your old school Metallica. Yeah. 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 They pull the guitars down while he's singing. Listen when he stops. They pull the guitars back up. <laughs> I never I noticed, noticed that. that. I never did. Use those headphones. That's so fucking subtle. I would have never Only seen it. Only during the verses. Yeah, I know. I was noticing yeah. that too. I think if they'd have left it at the same, it would have been heavier. Yeah. You know what I mean? It kind of. If they'd have left it at the same volume. Yeah, it would have been a little more bit. attack. Yeah. But that's a very subtle thing because I never noticed it till you pointed it out. It's like it's very. As soon subtle. as he starts singing, you hear it. But it's subtle. Yeah. Yeah, it's subtle. But that harmony part coming up is cool. Right here. Badass. 
Yeah, I think the wall pedal got a lot of uh, flack. Yeah. Which is ironic because Kirk had always he used always a wah. Used it, yeah. But on this one, it was almost like, it was like Lars's snare on St. Anger. It was just like the... Overdone. It was just like that wafting turd smell. Like, oh, God, again? But it worked. Sorry, I just insulted Kirk's wah pedal usage. But it also, it worked. Yeah. I think that song, of all the songs on that album, that to me sounded like the most identifiable with like Puppets or Justice. Like the same, like the old school Metallica. Like, okay, the that's riff. What, that, there's yeah. my Metallica. They're yeah. back. I know the, they're there. The riff writing, yes, but I mean, song's much shorter. You know, yeah. uh, it was more of a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, solo, verse, kind chorus. of standard yeah. boxy yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. I, now the next one, I forgot all these songs were on this thing. I know it's crazy. So I'm like, we're the next one, I've actually over time, maybe it's the lyrical content, but. I really, I've always liked the Unforgiven. But Unforgiven's I really great. Like it. Unforgiven Two is really good. That but, whole series. I mean, they yeah. did a third one on Death Magnetic, but yeah. it's like that song in particular. I think it's probably one of the best. I think songs Unforgiven ever. Two basically saved the load. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you, you know they had an album called Load. I'm sorry, yeah. I know they did. <laughs> Yeah, that load and reload, you know that, right? Yeah. I know they did, but uh, just, just okay. Mark time, Bill. <laughs> you got the twenty-eight hours in and two seconds. Got it. So, no, I always like the Unforgiven. I think it's one of the best metal songs. The video is kind of creepy. Ever. It's a brilliant song. Well, you know what they did backwards. They did it backwards instead of uh, the horn. No, <laughs> actually, that horn was taken backwards. But. Instead of the verse being light and the chorus being heavy, they went with a heavy verse and the acoustic chorus, uh, which I don't think I've ever really remember anybody doing before. I think that was mentioned actually in that documentary. I think it was. They said it was an unusual switch, yeah. but it's brilliant. Yeah, it is. It really is. That shit up, Billy. They're really good at writing clean oh, yeah. guitar parts too. Orchestrated. Right. I love this riff too. It's kind of heavy. Oh yeah. That's the first time he ever sang like that. Yeah, yeah. singing. Such a fucking good one. Yeah, they're 
That's a classic. I mean, you can listen really to that good now. Really good writing those acoustic guitar lines. I mean, even dating back to Fade to Black, I mean, it, yeah. it's just really good instrumental. That was one of those things that Hetfield was exceptionally gifted in. Was the, yeah. the funny thing, I don't know if you've seen the, the year and a half in the life, but the solo for The Unforgiven. It's him. I mean, well, or no, 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 he nothing did nothing else matters. matters. Sorry. The solo for this one, it was like Bob Rock was busting Kirk's balls. I'm like, no, you got to... You know, if you're gonna do a solo for this song, it can't be just some noodly noodly weedly weedly. Like on the justice, yeah. yeah. He, said, he said, like on justice. I'm like, justice he, were some of the baddest guitar. But, but he but he busted his balls, and like on the actual video, it's like he just get frustrated and just like all this fucking just anger. Like you know, if you performed on stage, you know, you kind of let your energy out, and it was like he did it, and then that's like, boom, that was a solo. Yeah, because rock was prodding. Like the whole time he was just well, it's prodding. like he was trying to emotionally yeah. fuck with him just yeah. to get him to snap to be able to emote through yeah. the guitar, and it was like he fucking he nailed it. Right? Yeah, he nailed it. Yeah. The next one, I got to admit, I like it better over time now than I did then. One of my favorite to play when we were doing the uh, tribute wherever I'm in room. Yes, fun song to play. It, great. I mean, the guitar line. I don't think stuff. I noticed how heavy it was until listening to it recently. Like yeah. it's fucking heavy, man. It's just. Let's do it. We had, little, we had the little sitar intro. Really? Yeah. Which they use to. They use this intro when they play a lot. Classic sounding fucking classic metal riff. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I, I guess if you had to, 
I guess if you had to say classic metal, you you just classic metal. What does it mean when the aliens come and they show up? You know, the multi tentacled alien creatures. What is classic? What is classic metal, Matthew? Please tell us. We need to know so we can listen and enjoy it. Go check out the Black Album. Yeah, and also our podcast. Sure. (laughs) And also, if you can speak English and actually use a phone with your tentacles, give us a call at 980-666-8182. Somewhere, I'm telling you, man, somewhere in another fucking multiverse, the, the aliens are listening to this shit. We're like the number one podcast in not even. Alienville, wherever the fuck it is, but we are. Yeah, probably not. Number one. And, and, no. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Uh, thank oh, you. fuck, we're number six. <laughs> the aliens are number one, dude. Everybody knows that. Fuck. I think the next song is totally apropos for this day and age, don't you think? Yes, sir. And it also sounds so patriotic. Have you ever noticed that Metallica's <laughs> harmonies... <laughs> oh, no, their harmonies always have like this very kind of positive, uplifting, kind of almost almost patriotic... Almost like a... Like you could hear them marching into battle, like playing. Yeah, like I don't want to say Tchaikovsky, but I mean, yeah, kind of Tchaikovsky style. War of eighteen twelve overture. That Metallica's always got that powerful, like victory metal. No, absolutely, especially victory thrash from Masters on. Yeah, victory thrash metalcore. Yeah, victory evolved thrash metalcore. That's too much core. Don't tread on me, motherfucker. Dig the swing. That's a heavy fucking riff, too, by the way. Would this be gent? I kind of think it's early gent. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Gent, gent. It's in the title. Gent. Yeah, I think you're right, Russ. It's almost like they took their sound that they perfected from Master and Justice, and and they figured out a way to make it mainstream on this album. Which yeah, it seems like most, if not probably all the songs, seems like they could all be, or they were written to be hits, even yeah. though obviously they weren't, right? Because right. you don't know what's going to be a hit. But yeah. it seems like the way they're all structured, the way they all built, the, the way they all do Right. Everything. It just seems like, right. The accessibility well, to everyone, not right. necessarily metalheads. Well, no. and part of that too. Cause Fuck, we walked by the uh, weight uh, room in high school. What were they playing? 
this album, <laughs> the fucking jocks, the football players. It, it, it went. That's what I'm saying. That's why everybody got so mad because it went from our thing to everyone's thing. But remember, yeah. our thing was, hey, man, we've got a three and a half minute thrash song and we've got 52 crunchy ball riffs in one fucking song. Right. How many can you do? It's like most people or I don't want to shit. Our, hold on. I don't want to shit on our audience, but most people are not metal enough to keep up with 52 crunchy ball riffs in one song. They need like four. Yeah. Boom. Black album. Done. Yeah, there you go. Well, we mainstream crunchy ball riff core. Boom. That's a new core. Done. But they didn't change their sound. No, they still sound like Metallica. But they changed their songs. You know, uh, the structure of the songs. Still well, heavy. Still got that crunchy ass guitar. Okay. And, here's know. an analogy for you. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm a genius. So this is why you need to listen. So Everybody, sh- think about. Teachers go teach. <laughs> I feel like now y'all are just making fun of me. No, sir. No. Imagine building a house as complexified as you possibly could with every possible, like each stud's got like a reinforcement point and everything else. That's the equivalent of having one song with 52 crunchy ball ropes in it. (laughs) You could also build a house out of steel beams, right? And you could just do like a fucking box house. Boom. That's a house. Same house. Not all the complexity of the other one. Still functional. Actually more accessible. Let's go with the easy one. That's that's all this is. Now you're calling it easy. It's not easy. Not easy, but it's it's it captures the essence, but it's like okay, instead of making this multi-angled weird fucked up maybe they bizarre ACDC'd house, it, you know. They ACDC the house. That's yeah. fucking Metallica yeah. ACDC core. Yeah, yeah fair. <laughs> It's, it's the back in it's the back in black album back in black album core boom thank you Russell boom. nailed it boom boom done fucking boom. y'all can go home now yeah okay we're done school's we'll just, over we'll just stop it here <laughs> fuck side two we're just gonna we're gonna leave side two off the mix still sweating <laughs> <laughs> the, the back in black the album back in black album core, core. Man. Bill come on man Russell can it's you talk to him after up. the show. I think you can. I feel like you can. I like this one too. Through so the never. Seven. Yeah, through the never. I thought that was very. Was that side one? That well, I believe. Uh, yeah, if you look at uh, it, was yeah. a CD. Did they have sides on those? Yes. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. You fucking turn it upside down, and the laser yeah. goes in reversal, and it fucking. <laughs> oh, <dude>. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Russell doesn't have the right relaxers for it, but uh, if you turn a CD upside down and play it backwards, it does play side two. I think technically, uh, Through the Never was supposed to be the beginning of side dose, which would have been a killer side dose opener, I think. All agreed? All agreed. Second the motion, Billiam? What was the question? You are a couple <laughs> six. <laughs> that Through the Never would be a great opener for side dose? Yeah. Also, yes. And thank you. Let's see Black album tape. He wants to see cassette. Yeah, I want to see the old track lasting cassette. I probably had the cassette. The mama cassette. Here we go. Side one ends with "Don't Try It On Me." Oh, right on! Fucking brilliant. So through the never is the beginning of side dose. Word. Lucky number. I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Six on one, six on another. I said it. That it does. Boom. That's right. Don't deny the power of Satan. Absolutely not. This I mean, half a dozen or two sixes, what's the, or two threes, whatever. I mean, you're like two-thirds of the way to damnation. Just go all the way. Put the extra fucking six in there. What do you got to be such a dick for and just take the six out? What's a dick for? <laughs> I don't know. I've had one for 49 years, and I the still don't know what the fuck to do with it. To pee with. 
That sounds like a good answer. Oh, boy. Billy, do you second that answer? On you behalf, spies like us. On Come behalf on. of Go the on. Dick for Militia, do you satisfy that answer? That don't that ain't even make sense. Satisfy the answer? Russell, do Have you all seen the movie me? Spies Like Us? Please don't. It's been a long it's time. It's been a long time, yeah. yeah. He says, oh, why are you being such a dick for? What's a dick for? I'll be with, stupid. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> going to have to frost soon, but I'm going to hold it. Oh, yeah. Turn that shit up. Now, that can't be loud enough. Am I right? Why? Thank you for that. Okay, they're doing something different. I thought they were. classic Metallica to you? I always thought they were playing the same thing over and over, but yeah. they're alternating each one. Yeah. It's almost like an inverted puppets. It's right. like if you take the puppets roof and turn it upside down. Kind of. Kind of. Fingering. Sorry, there's fingering involved. Okay, mark that time, Billion. Thank you. He's got it. Yeah, baby. Shall we go into the breakdown of True the Never? Because that part's pretty awesome. Give it letting it play through. I don't know where it's at. Yeah, I mean, it's after the guitar solo. Shortly after this, I just think it's a bitchin' riff. That sounds like a kill mode. Heavy on the bitchin'. That's right, it's 1991. We're talking about stuff that's bitching here on Metal Nerdery Radio. Tune in, listen to us right now. It's through the never, James Hetfield, Metallica, and the boys. That's a cool riff. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of is, sort of. It fucking is. I didn't yeah. even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Die! Die! <laughs> my head! Creep! Right, yeah. Fucking Bill's a fucking genius, That's man. That's right. That's, That's why it. I'm glad that mm. Bill is producing this podcast, Bye ladies and gentlemen. Me. There you go. All right, now we want to send a long-distance dedication. <laughs> it's time to send a long-distance dedication. This one goes out to carry. This one goes out to my lady, my lady love. Okay, it's kind of very waltzy. It's a 3-4 time signature. I think Russell's going to frost. I think because he doesn't want to cry. It's a 3-4 time signature. It's a beautifully played ballad. 
in the lyrics, Billiam, if you could take us up to like right at the chorus, and we'll cut it off after that. It's a beautiful love song. Enjoy it, ladies and gentlemen. It's Nothing Else Matters. On WHRDON Radio. Hard on 101 Radio. Just kidding. Yeah, if you don't feel anything when you listen to that, you, you have no fangs, no soul. You mean down there, or anywhere? In the cockles of your heart, down way to, maybe in the below the subcopical. in the bottom <laughs> chamber. Yeah, the it's bottom the chamber, subclavical scrotum region. That's where they're located. You know, everything's dick jokes with you, Matthew. <laughs> Okay, I'll start doing cunt jokes then. What do you want? Okay. Uh, check out my curtains. They look like the Beastmaster from oh, 1982. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Coitons for, for, <laughs> for you. Yeah, you need that to go into Wolf and Man. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Have you ever had wolf steak? Yeah. <laughs> Barbecue wolf steak, yeah! Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I fucking dig this song, actually. It's I do too. I like this one. Too. Yeah. I like the lyrics. After the new days, missed, I, I stood it over. Oh, no. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> dude, Russell's a fucking genius. on this song like yeah very well he's always had that style though like when he sings he's always got like a very kind of choppy percussive kind of singing style as it were yeah you're right but i mean it's like it really got highlighted on this yeah but it worked well with the riffs i like that back and forth kind of the domination left right yeah shit which by the way i believe as we're recording we'll just insert this (laughs) we'll insert it as a uh I thought Sorry, I the door it. open. We'll insert it as a uh, moment of tangentiality. Today is the, I believe, 31th birthday of the Cowboys from Hell. Oh, well, hail to the Cowboys hail from Hell. Hail to the Pantera and the Cowboys from Hell. And the reason I say that... Exactly. The reason I say that is because I believe the Pantera got mightier in weird ways because of the Metallica being more mainstreamer. Yeah. Mainstreamer is not a word. I just made it a word. But what I'm saying is there's some it. tangentiality here. I'm I just saying yeah. fucking the they universe works. The, new hard band. the universe works in mysterious ways, folks. I'm just yeah. saying. Next is for all those atheists out there. It's another long distance dedication. <laughs> Straight from hell, which is south of heaven. This is the guy that failed. This one goes out to you, Antoine Lede. Yeah, he's dead. Apparently he was a pussy on his deathbed. He's like, I fucked up and made a mistake. Beg for forgiveness. Listen, that's a shotgun or a rifle in the background.
about y'all, but couldn't y'all hear that on Justice? Like, I could hear that as yeah, a Justice Yeah, uh, a little bit. Uh, no. <laughs> no? I could. Well, well, like, if it was a little more progged out, like, you know, it was 15 minutes long or whatever. With the Justice mix. With the Justice mix. Yes. I think it could fit. Is that Mother's Finest? It is. Fucking I damn. love Mother's Finest. Atlanta metal rock trivia. Funk. No, that, that song just sounds like it could fit. It sounds like it could fit as like an extra, we didn't really need it kind of song, but we had it on Might Justice. Have been. It seems it's not quite as rock. heavy as It kind of has Harvester. that Harvester. I was about yeah. to say, it kind of has that Harvester. It has that feel a little, feel bit. A little yeah. bit. The yeah. next one I really dig, and... And I got to make a special request up front. It's a long distance dedication to our lovely and talented multi tentacle producer, Billiam. A- after we get to the beginning part of the next track, solo part in the middle is Mr. Hetfield's solo, and it's actually harmonized. Tasty. It's very tasty, and it's very atmospheric. And it's, let's go ahead and play it, but when we get to that, I'll have to summon you to. Okay. I think Russell knows what I'm talking about. I've said too many words. Obviously written by Mr. Newston. Yeah, who was completely unrecognized on Injustice for All. Jason, this is your redemption. I heard this song forever. I know. Love this song. It's like an epic. This is like epic Metallica style. You know, it's like the guys didn't want to do it, and then Bob Rock was like, put in some cowbell, because you can't go wrong. See, put in cowbell. Let's try the next one.
man. They put some more cowbell in there. It's in the mix. It's I've never heard it before. Yeah, me either. Now you know. James now, is really, really putting it into the vocals there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not as much as the cowbell. It's like he's got the vocals of... He's got cowbell vocals. Billiam, this is the part I was talking about earlier. Turn up this part, Billiam. Oh, shut up. Sorry. <laughs> Just put some more cowbell. Volume swells. What a ASMR. Don't hit that button. <laughs> really cool. You know what's terrible, and I feel like a dick for saying it, but I always like James's solos more. Not that I didn't like Kirk's solos, but it's like because James never soloed much, so when he did, it Especially was like... in the beginning, right? They're always really yeah. melodic. Really yeah, melodic. there was a lot. Yeah. There was a shitload of feel in everything he yeah. did. It was yeah. like Kirk very... Was- Blasting as fast as he could in some parts, but I mean, a lot Kirk of Kirk still had so. the feel factor, but yeah. I mean, when Hetfield did a solo, it was very... It's uniquely him, even on like the puppet stuff and, you know, like to live is to die. I mean, just something about him was very unique. Now, the next one, to me, this has that whole Metallica, like triumph metal, like the harmonies and stuff, the melodies. I haven't heard this song in years. Oh, it's a good one. It's been a while, but like listening to that last song, it's like you were saying before, Matt, when you, if you think about heavy, a heavy metal album. It's heavy metal. Like classic right. yeah. find. Yeah. If you look in the dictionary, yeah. what's heavy metal sound like? Yeah. Boops. Yeah. Play this album. Yeah. Yeah. So for, the eight, yeah. for sure. <coughs> like, it, like it sums up the whole 80s because this came out in 91, right? Right. Yeah. So it summed up the whole 80s of, of metal. <laughs> the excess and the. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's kind of like if you were going to make a. I don't mean to do a food reference, because, but I'm starving and <laughs> this is where I'm at. It's kind of like if you wanted to make a lasagna. That had like all the elements of every awesome Italian dish. Like if you wanted to put like spaghetti and meatballs and lasagna and pizza and ravioli and cannolis and put all that shit into one dish, that's the Black Album, but with metal. Uh, I don't know if that translates or. Are you struggling within? Maybe a little. Can you hear the triumph? The power?
Snake. more like kind of power trash i guess yeah, yeah. it's so different than justice though. oh yeah oh yeah I mean, that's definitely I mean, not dire z it, for it, sure it, like writing it had to be just weird yeah i don't i don't know but when you when you watch those videos of them like while they're trying to make the album it's just like another thing to them right yeah you know they right. want to do something different but well, he was writing a lot of this stuff on tour for justice on the outside yeah, looking in you the the difference you know, like you can see master to justice. You can right. see the transition, them, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But the transition from justice to this is like, what the? F- I mean, it's completely. Yeah, it, it's almost. It's it's, it's weird how you can even jump there. It's you know what I mean? Like they predicted the shift in music, though, and they did even, that a few times because, look, they've stayed relevant. Sure, they have for. However many forty they years. They broaden their horizons. Forty right. years exactly. Forty yeah. years this year. They fact. have stayed relevant, and that is so hard to do. When you look at bands, even like you know, classic uh, Maiden stayed relevant. Sabbath stayed relevant. You know, a lot of bands stayed relevant, but a lot of bands don't. You know, yeah, a lot uh, of Journey, times they lose their. Uh, they miss some of the point. biggest bands in the world did not stay relevant. You right. know, they couldn't keep up with the times, or they couldn't predict the next music kind of sound or, or though, even though, okay, you know, the load albums reload, they, they changed, but the, I wouldn't call them grunge albums. They were no, still, they were still metal rock albums, metal albums, but they were just enough to stay relevant with what was going on during that time, you know? And I, I kind of think this album, I mean, glam metal got killed, right? Cause this is the same year that, uh, and glam pretty much Nirvana died. came I mean, out. I mean, well, grunge like murdered metal. Grunge yeah. was like the metal murderers. That's what right. they were. And, and the Chili Peppers came out the same year with Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I mean, th- there was a lot of stuff in in the that was changing. Butcher and, Sex Magic. Let me see that butcher. butcher Blood sex Sugar magic. Sex. Oh, I'm magic. sorry. I thought you said Butcher Sex Magic. I'm like, okay, it sounds a little weird. Okay, sorry. My hearing sucks. Sorry, Russell. Well, my speaking sucks. So we're, we're a terrible combination. But. But, but, <laughs> but don't you think, though, that this got to a point, because like with the Russian analogy before, it's like if, if they would have made another justice, it would have been absurd. If Slayer would have made Rain and Blood Part Two, it would have been dumb. It's no. like, okay, you can't. If they would have made it another justice, it would have been death magnetic. Okay, here's a question. It's close to if, me. If you, you know. think about yourself right now, in the present day, in the present moment, Imagine how you were three years ago. Right. Which is three years is the difference from the Better looking and thinner. Justice. Yeah. Agreed. Also, and for myself, <laughs> probably not Bill. Bill's always look like that, except for the baldness. But just imagine, it's like, okay, three years ago, I was this way. Three years ago, I'm three years away from three years ago. I'm this way. Yeah. Totally different than I was three years ago. So it's absurd to think that, okay, 
Well, man, I'm pissed off because they didn't put out Kill Em All every album since the beginning all the way through <laughs> Saint mean, Angler. I'm not saying that. I'm just right. saying. Oh, I know you're not. A yeah. lot of people. I'm do. being. I'm being yeah. kind of a lot of people do. Dickhead, yeah. but, sure. yeah. and that's fine. And you know what? I mean, you can have your opinion. I have many friends who have opinions of this album, and they're all different. You know, yeah. um, it's a divisive. Album. I'm a fan. I've always been a fan, always will be a fan. And so I love the album. I think it's, you know, is it my favorite? Nope. It's not down. It's not way down the list. But would you say it's a classic album, though? It's, to me, a classic rock and roll metal album of all time. That's a fucking dictionary entry is that album. Yeah. That and, you know. Back in Black. Back in Black. Black album. Boom. uh, Appetite for Destruction. uh, No, it's not black in the in the album title. I'm just saying, classic rock or classic metal. Yeah, if you stick that in a time capsule and give it to aliens, it's like okay, this is what we think. Van Halen one, you know, um, it's in that same. It should be held to that same regard. In my well, I agree, and I think like I think this mentioning Van Halen. It's funny you said that because I could see this. I don't know what Van Halen's black album would be. Would it be 84 or 5150 maybe? 5150. 5150 was like Van Halen's Back in Black, which in a way is also kind of tangentially God, also like their black brain album. hurts. 16.8 million copies. Yeah. That's wow. it. Wow. That's all. That's all. That's it. Fucking losers. <laughs> that's kind of lame if you think about it. There's three, uh, how many trillions like or billions of people that. on earth? I feel like they've sold. It seems billions. like they should have sold more copies than that. But I thought they'd sold upwards of like 30 mil. Let me guess. Oh, I guess that's discounted. That was about 2014. That's 2014. So by now, adjusted for inflation, it's like 500 bajillion quillion zillion albums. I mean, it sells thousands every single day. Yeah. Every single day. Like it's, it's the best, (laughs) it's the best selling metal album ever. And it's the, like every single day. Like they could sit around on their ass. And every December they get this bonus. They get this Christmas (laughs) bonus. That was that was downloads of inner Sandman from the previous year. I feel know? like Lars has like some weird, like, you know, Napster gum that he's not telling anybody about. Like it's his own personal trident stash. And like he, hooked, like he hooked up some kind of, I don't know. I'm fucking just making up shit. Gentlemen. I enjoyed. The we fuck finally got our black we finally album. Got it. We got it all out of our system. And it's going to be, uh, our episode will be released the day that this anniversary it will be the anniversary. It'll be yeah. the exact 30th anniversary. So That's be sure rad. to listen, go listen to some Metallica, especially the black watch, album. Watch a year and a half in the life. Definitely it's go watch that. That's watch. fucking worth it. It's yeah, funny. It's, it's not only informative and awesome. It's funny as shit too. There's some funny fucking moments. Yeah, those it. guys had some good Lots times. Lots of fun stuff. Yeah. But yeah, enjoy and hail to the Black Album. We thank you. We could not do it without the Black Album. Or the Metal Nerdery listeners. Or the Metal Nerdery listeners. <laughs> and by the way, if you do want we to have call us. to sell? Yeah, hey guys, this is Laws. Look, I'm taking a break from the fucking Trident Vibe scene because, you know, it's like, you know, they gave me plenty of gum, but it's like, you know, I wasn't feeling it. You know, it's like I had to turn it off now. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you can go check out Metal Nerdery. Go buy this shit. MetalNerdery.com slash merch. Also, send me some gum on the gum app. It's Tall Dimakian. That's the username. I think it's the first thing that was picked out for him in Norway. And how can they reach us, Ben? Give us a call at 90-666-8182. And let us know what you think. And we have uh, Instagrams and fucking Facebooks. Facebooks. Fucking Twitters. Hail hail to all you fellas on the the Facebook page that post all the... 
all, the, all the likes and comments. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank yeah. you for the likes, the comments, yeah. the shares, the subscribes. Hate the, mail. We haven't got any hate mail. I don't think anybody hates Fuck, us. I want some hate mail. We've got that one dude who always <laughs> has to have the angry emoji whenever we post shit. Yeah, what's up with that guy? Oh, that, really? That's just as funny. Oh, he doesn't like anything. I don't Nothing. know. It's that's always awesome. an angry emoji. He never says a word. Just it's just an angry, angry like, fucking emoji. That's awesome. <laughs> you know what? I but love it. You know what? To be fair, Keep maybe it. that's his way of being metal. Maybe that's that could like... Be. Because think about it. It's like a like. That's not fucking metal. A fucking anger. Yeah, that's a metal. Like a Saint Anger icon. So we're just going to take it that way. That's how I'm going to it. Saint Anger icon. So that means he loves it. So that's actually. So hail to you. That's hilarious. Angry face guy. That's because I'm a fucking comedy genius, dude. This one goes to you, Mr. Angry face guy. (laughs) Angry face guy. It's a long distance dedication. American hero. (laughs) Anyway, we thank you all for listening and continuing to spread the wordery about the metal nerdery. Go support and listen to Metallica, the Black Album, and celebrate Trace Decados. I think that's how they said decades in Mexican. Be sure to go and... Probably not. Or Spanish, (laughs) whatever. Anyway, celebrate the Black Album. Don't be a dickhead. It's awesome. Enjoy it. And have a great week. And also, yes. Do that. And we'll probably see you in a bit because I got to go take some time off. Bye now. All right, later. Get my balls massage. Thank you. Somebody else will be doing that. Freelance. Gross. No, it's a pro bono job. Pro bono. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Gazer, the butler. You're <laughs> listening to Metal Nerdery. Go buy their shit at metalnerdery.com slash merch. I've got to go get merely some more pasta sauce. Mm. You can also go to metalnerdery.com slash episodes a podcast or whatever the fuck it's called today. Right. But now I've got to go write some songs and resurrect John, Paul, George and Ringo. Anyway. I think it's the nuts in my mouth that made me forget. I love that show. And I was blown away by it. I'm going to have to frost soon, but I'm going to hold it. I have to snake this. That's huge. Do you need someone to fluff it before you pull it up? It's already up. Don't ever put your dick in sand. Basically saved the load.